0: to the mammoth games cast i am one of your hosts jay with me this week i'm back yeah we only got brian it's so me. uh yeah the other two are slackers and taking taking the, the week off so you're stuck with us yeah we appreciate you guys for joining us we have a lot of stuff to cover this week actually uh first as always if you guys get the chance head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares there. If you are watching this video live, you can click the little bell icon there um, and uh, suggest to get uh, all notifications or suggested live notifications. More so if you click the three little dots in the upper corner, there's actually a a spot where you can uh, prioritize to see some Mammoth Games Inc. stuff uh, first on on your feed here on Facebook. Um, So if you are looking to get more info about us, and when we're going live, when we're doing this stuff, which is usually on Sundays, uh, that's the surefire way to do it. We appreciate that as well. Over on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do jump just like this. Um, before we jump into our standard news, always, always calling out the free stuff you can pick up. And right now, you can pick up a few free things over on uh, the Epic Game Store. Uh, Stubbs the zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse is the main game you can pick up. There's also a Paladins Epic Pack. Not sure what comes with that Paladins Epic Pack. But it'll be That's epic! Cosmetics. Yeah. Um, let's see.
1: Oh god damn it. I just realized Epic Pack Epic Game Store.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. There it is. The, yeah. They are slick, aren't they? <laughs> uh, but you get four champions as well for skins uh, across those champions um, so definitely something there uh, they mark it as a $35 value, that seems a bit steep, but Stubbs without a Zombie or uh, Stubbs the Zombie um, that's just good, not clean fun um, it, it's, oh no, it's it seems, like, seems like he's been around forever Probably because um, he has. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have no idea when when this this character uh, debuted, but I, I know I've seen. I feel seen like the I've been seeing for long this for time. forever
1: and a half. It,
0: it has it has a really fun like style. I really love the like '40s '50s vibe yeah. that it gives off. It's like goofy. It almost reminds me of something like destroy all humans.
1: No, I definitely picked it up. Just the undead version of
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. So, freebie right now. Even if you don't have it, go grab it. That's um, going to be available until uh, October 21st, where they'll switch over to Among the Sleep Enhanced Edition, which I have no idea what that is. Um, but that's what's good about Epic Games Store. You can build that library, uh, have a ton of games even if you don't know what they are you'll still have all these things to you know check out and as well uh, per our last week article they are getting integration with like an achievement system too so if that tickles your fancy you still got that going on uh, but yeah that's pretty much the housekeeping for um, for Epic Game Store uh, and, and the, the shameless plug because we all enjoy just picking those up hey, free is free Free is free, gotta gotta appreciate that. Um, well, let's jump into our first news article here. This one's pretty interesting, huh?
1: Yeah. So, it um, apparently FIFA and EA are currently in their negotiations for renewal of the FIFA license that EA can use to create their fran- one of their most successful franchises that they have. Uh, yeah. Currently, right now, FIFA wants to up the amount of pay that they receive from EA to a billion. Well, excuse me, a billion dollars per four year World Cup cycle, which is an exponentially larger increase in the payout than what was normally being dished out. They're probably trying. They probably see the numbers of what has been going on, and they want to cash in more on that. And then on top of that they also want to have retain a little bit more control on the FIFA license and not make it quite as exclusionary probably er echoing what has been going on with the Star Wars license where originally Star Wars was exclusively licensed to EA and that didn't turn out so great so FIFA wants to see if they want to be able to have other partners beyond just EA like the epic game store as one article mentioned whereas uh, ea wants to retain the exclusive rights and probably build on to that kind of stuff and one article it was saying that they wanted to try to expand on what they've already been building up to include different other features and yeah that's that's pretty much it they're still in the negotiating phase for it and honestly, with the amount of money that's being thrown around because of how successful FIFA is, it'll be really interesting to see exactly what it is that they are willing to sell on. And it'd be interesting if it ends up that, like Star Wars, FIFA can be distributed out to other entities or to other developers other than just EA and maybe give some actual competition out there. For the soccer video game franchises.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does feel like a... Um, like, FIFA is the... I mean, that's the premiere, right? F- I mean, we also have Pro Evolution.
1: Yeah, FIFA but, is
0: like the NFL, but global. Right. Um, so, it makes sense. I, the thing that, that I was really looking for is what is their current right uh, uh, arrangement for the for, um, you know for everything and I couldn't really find that. Um, but yeah, the current deal um, runs through 2022 that's when they're looking to update this. I'm sure we'll get more on this. Oh yeah as um, time progresses you know, in between now. yeah, because it, like you were saying, I think when we talked just a little bit before, um, they're likely still they're definitely still in negotiations on, on what, what's going on um, and where they end up landing. So it'll be interesting to see if they if, if FIFA ends up getting that uh, $1 billion per cycle.
1: Let, let's be honest. I mean, honest. how much does EA want to keep it? FIFA doesn't need it. <laughs> they don't need no. that much money. They're already... Not at all. Honestly, if you want any decent background on the just basically the entity that is FIFA... John Oliver does some great segments on that that I would highly encourage you to look up. And just how much money gets thrown around with World Cup soccer, and just kind of the corrupt BS that kind of goes on with FIFA as a whole
0: as well. Dang. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I've ever really got into. Like, I think I played soccer when I was a kid or something. Uh, I uh,
1: but I grew up with soccer, like. I, I played soccer all the way through high school, and actually when I went back to Ohio to help with my mother's place out, I decided to go to my old high school soccer game that was going on the night that I landed back in Ohio, and it was uh, their last home game of the season. It was the last league game. My friend, he's a coach for them, so it, it, it does play a bit into me. Though, as far as like FIFA, the video game franchise goes, I played it for a little while and I realized quickly that it was one of those video games where it, 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 be, it was very infuriating and I would get upset pretty easily on it, and so I decided to back away from it just because I didn't feel like spending free time yelling at a TV because a pass didn't go the way that I wanted.
0: Sure all right um so yeah we'll keep up on that uh this next piece was very interesting we talked about it i think a little bit last week uh when going through some of the nintendo things but some more has come out about the nintendo switch online expansion pack. right release day and pricing specifically yeah
1: they've officially announced when the expansion is coming out and how much you'll be paying for it so for on an individual basis, they're upping the cost to fifty dollars for annual, uh, for an individual annual subscription, which is a thirty dollars increase to the current independent uh, single account, and then I believe it's eighty dollars. Yes, eighty dollars for family
0: memberships now. For family, yeah, uh, which is crazy because it was like twenty dollars. Uh, for individual and thirty four ninety nine for a family.
1: Correct. But...
0: Very, very big
1: increase. Yeah. The way I look at it is the $50 increase puts it kind of on par with your Xbox formerly known as Gold Membership and your PlayStation yes. Plus subscription. You are also getting a lot of the original Nintendo content and also the N64 content and Sega Genesis. So they are adding quite a bit to it uh is this something that i'm going to get into i haven't been playing switch enough to justify renewing my subscription lately but i was running a family account where i had several friends tied into it so that way they'd be able to play mario kart and animal crossing online and i keep this you know between you i and the dozens that listen to this podcast i did buy a nintendo switch for my brother his fiance and their daughter for this christmas so i might be looking back into starting up that family account again but we'll see how that plays out
0: see my big issue is they're treating their online like it's some premier service yes and And it's not and it's not their (laughs) online is horrible like
1: yeah, there's it's so lackluster I, in its features.
0: Yeah, it's like Nintendo. Like we love you, but you need to get in. Th- like this,
1: they need to be brought they, to the. I, I would say 21st they're century. even further. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're brought further back than that. I mean, we we have to load up a secondary app on our phone just to chat with people. Right like it that's not good the the way that we have to share a friend code just to be able to got to go through all these hoops just to add somebody right is a, a big pain um now h- how do i feel about the add-ons the genesis specifically the genesis uh is like ooh like i'm like really excited for that but it's like i could also just pull out a second genesis <laughs> like i i have i have the majority of yeah like i have i probably still have the majority of these games you might um, be able to but a lot of other people might not be that, able
1: to and i think that's part of the
0: for sure yeah yeah totally get that i do like that it's all in one place but i'm like is is it worth that much money is it worth a yearly subscription to like like gold like you were saying maybe not to be able to play these games and i'm to be honest i mean how long even with nostalgia would someone like myself play you know um gold max right uh, where i own it nine other places or uh like sonic 2 or even like mario 64 it's like it's it's useful like i i would love to see that like I don't know. I, I don't know if they should have increased. Like, does Nintendo need more money for this? Are they really spending that much more money to add these things that they could have obviously just added?
1: Right. Because one thing that, at least last time I checked, Nintendo does have a lot of back cash. They are very well off. Oh, very. And that's why they're allowed a lot of times to make the weird Nintendo decisions that they do make. So... It, it makes me conflicted on this decision as well where on the one hand there's a part of me wants to say maybe with them increasing the subscription service to $50 is their way of budgeting for a better Nintendo online service but on the other hand yeah, they need to start with a quality product to justify that cost and I'm not sure if even with the inclusion of N sixty four Sega Genesis and all the original uh, Nintendo NES and SNES stuff, justifies that it's hard to say because I mean, on one hand, you are getting paying fifty dollars for a ton of classic games, but sure. this is that's the draw to get you into the online service, which is what the main. Thing is supposed to be here, and their online service still sucks, and they need to update that to a more modern quality
0: standard. So, so just just spitballing, we, I mean, I for me, I think the the ship may have sailed uh, on them doing a more comparable
1: for this console generation online.
0: For this console generation, I don't think it's going to happen.
1: I think you might be um, right on that too. It, though, granted, but, we were surprised with the inclusion of Bluetooth connectivity just a few weeks ago. That apparently we had the entire time.
0: The limited Bluetooth connectivity that you have, um, but Oy. let's say let's say they go. Well, let's say they notice that the numbers aren't great with this. Right. And they go, okay, you know what? We're going to do a PlayStation Plus style thing. We're going to give you a free game, mm-hmm. not to keep, but like a free game, almost like Game Pass style, that you can play um, across, you know, from this date to this date. Well, that's what. So if you want to play Astral, like, uh, what was it? Astral Chain? Yeah. Let's put that on there. Cool. Astral Chain. You have it from this date to this date. And then halfway through it, this other game will come out. And we'll just keep kind of you know, piecing it out like that. Is that worth? Would that be worth it?
1: Maybe. Honestly, if, if it was kept at the $50 price point, that would be an interesting alternative to counteract both Xbox and PlayStation's move. You have a limited availability of more modern games, but it's limited both in time and the amount of how much you can do you offer more than say the three that is three right for playstation plus
0: uh-huh. yes. yeah
1: so you offer say six just to you know spite playstation sure and then you offer it in a game in a game pass way where it's limited availability from this ex you know from this date to this date but if you want to buy it outright, you can buy it at a discounted cost. Like right. you can yeah. for Game Pass.
0: I mean, I, I think they should be doing things like Nintendo that. hit us it up. It makes it makes sense. <laughs> like do free Mario Kart weekends.
1: Yeah. That's what and Xbox and PlayStation Split do. They'll do free weekends yeah. for their games where
0: And do them often. Yeah. Draw people in if they like it. They're you know this last weekend was
1: Master Chief Collection for Xbox. So if you had the hundred gigs to spare in your hard drive, you could download the entirety of (laughs) Master Chief Collection and play it for free this weekend.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think those are just some ideas for for me personally. I think you have a, a, a like a vested interest in this due to things that are coming up for the holiday for me um i've canceled the 20 dollar yearly thing right, right. like I, I'm, I'm not buying back into that and i'm sure is not gonna buy back into that for some n64 and genesis games while they are great games i think they should have been included in um you know in, in the thing that they were doing anyway mm-hmm. um you know twenty dollars, that's incredibly cheap. Right. Should it have been like thirty bucks and including this stuff? Yeah, probably. And that would that would have given them eighty the edge. Yeah, eighty dollars for, you know, me and the people I live with to be able to, you know, yeah. experience well, these games online. Man, I don't know. It
1: gives you up to eight people. So like if you have eight, you know, seven other friends that you wanted to and you all had switches and you all want to play mario kart online together that i think sure. would have worked that would justify because then at that point that eighty dollar price point if you all everyone decided to chip in together that's ten dollars each for everyone
0: yeah that's a i mean that's that looking at it that way it's a great price and i think that's what they i think that's what they're interested in i, th-
1: I think that's what they're doing i think that's what they are too um,
0: because they're like, man, we're noticing that we're not getting a ton of people at that $20 price point. Well, I will uh, i mean, I'll be honest, I let the... And they're sharing.
1: Yeah, I let my family account expire last year or a year before or something like that. Because the card that it was attached to expired and I just like, I don't think anybody's
0: really using this. <laughs> yeah. And, and if nobody said anything, they definitely were not using it. No. Yeah. so um, yeah you know kind of uh, our, our listeners uh, balls in your court what I, I would I'm very interested to see what you guys think of this you know let us know drop us a line over on Twitter um, it yeah I, I'm just very interested to see what others others think of that that cost with the, the things that you're getting and even uh, the interest in what they could do. To this might be the make this a value this might be the
1: pessimist in me but I just don't see it changing as like I think this is what it's going to be what we're seeing is what we're going to be getting oh, yeah. unless they oh, don't yeah. unless they don't get the subscriptions that they want to see from this and it forces their hand to even offer more for the same price point, i i think I, what we're seeing here is what we're going to get
0: i don't even think that that's possible I, I think if if nintendo failed at something i think they're too proud to say oh we didn't get the subscriptions that they want no they would just they, they, know, just they would do on. the same thing that they do with everything else yeah like i think the online for switch um subscription has already failed i i don't think they're getting the numbers that they want with it no i don't think they um, are either and most of the numbers that they are getting are people who set it up and forgot and aren't playing yeah
1: which yeah is contrary to the switch itself which the switch is successful but i think a lot of times when it comes to the multiplayer aspect people still associate nintendo with couch co-op stuff and a lot of times that's where a lot of this exists your mario party mario kart super smash bros whenever i think of those games i think about sitting in the same room with a bunch of other people and we're all just shouting at each other because someone dared launch the blue shell
0: (laughs) good times good times all right let's move on to the next one a little bit more nintendo housekeeping this one um animal crossing right yes the
1: last free major content update for animal crossing new horizons I only right, skimmed yeah. through this, but it, I mean, and it's also been a hot minute since I played Animal Crossing. I played it for about a month when the pandemic started, when it first launched, and I think all the turnips have just sat inside my house and have become rotten now. I have not booted up for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same for me um, at the beginning of the pandemic. This was it you know what i mean yeah everybody was playing animal crossing yeah Um, it was the comfort food that we all
1: needed because we were going into a time frame that we we had no idea what we were walking into and
0: what was happening yeah um so this update coming november 5th um yeah it's uh adding a bunch of um let's see here um I believe it's having new characters, permanent ladders, new customization options, ordinance, um, and, and more. Uh, one of the things that you were... I think you mentioned it before the show was a coffee shop inside the museum.
1: Yeah, I think it's a place where you can meet up with the um, characters on your island and you can invite them
0: up into the coffee shop and, I guess, talk with them. Yeah. Uh, just kind of new experiences, uh, for some of those guys, um, you know, random people come in, uh, including even like Isabel, which is pretty cool. You don't usually see her outside of the That's right. Uh, office. Yeah. She just um, kind of usually holds up there. Um, and, and, and more, you know, there, there's a ton more there. Um, Kappen also makes his return, uh, to the island, um, it looks like Harv's Island ex, uh, is being expanded, um, and changes to the town center. Okay. Um, so yeah, decent amount, decent amount of stuff. I mean, it's it's a pretty big. Um, yeah, it's a all in all, it's a pretty big update. Yeah,
1: it's a bit, it's a big beefy update. You don't have to pay for it, and so, so this is this is the last free update that they are doing though for it, right?
0: Yeah, that's the you know that that's that's what we're hearing so So,
1: yeah over a year and a half since this launch and this is the final usually uh games when they launch and they're doing free content updates it only lasts for about a year so year and a half that's a pretty good time frame to be constantly adding things to it yeah
0: so if you are still playing some animal crossing there you go you know you still have you still have some good stuff to look forward to coming at the end of this year um, that will take you into forever. So um, so yeah, some good stuff. So I think last week, I think we brought up the Ghost Recon Frontline.
1: Yeah, there was an article I placed in the docket that Ubisoft was annou- had announced that they were going to do a brand new uh, Battle Royale game called Ghost Recon Frontlines. It was going to be a first person shooter. Battle out and not probably even a week later they have now delayed it indefinitely
0: yeah so awesome uh um, quite the turnaround quite the turnaround yeah we did talk about it last week we dove into it and looked um at you know everything that it had going on it was their a first time foray in a uh not only a battle royale but also long time since we've seen uh like a real first person thing outside of like siege right um so it, it was interesting i wanted to i was very interested to see how how the guns especially the guns would handle you can still pop over to their website and sign up for updates uh but yeah um just basically an update from last week um it's dead to us now until we <laughs> hear otherwise.
1: for now yeah there's no time frame in which to expect this to come out which is kind of sad right. because I didn't play the last Ghost Recon game I heard it wasn't the best or it wasn't well received I don't know if you touched that one
0: what was the last one? was it Wildlands? Wild- no. no
1: Wildlands was the second to last one and I played the shit out of that one that one was a lot of fun it took place in Bolivia yeah, and
0: yeah. I I play I played it a a little bit, um, and it was fun. It, uh, I think their downfall is a lot of their games are very similar. Yes, you to match effect. that up with, yeah, match that up with like division. And I actually really like, I really really like the first division. And I didn't get into division. 2 First
1: much. division was a lot of fun, but
0: I thought this was a good thing. And I wonder if they're. Giving this the axe or the push, due to um, other things that they want to you know, focus focus on. Yeah. yeah. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep our eyes and ears out for that one. Um, something that I'm actually really excited about. Um, Avowed it is a is described as a Skyrim-style RPG with destructible environments. Set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, done by Obsidian, who, of course, uh, was uh, acquired by Xbox. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, They're the
1: studios behind Fallout New Vegas and the Outer Worlds.
0: The Outer Worlds. And yeah. we got a slight uh, tease
1: of Avowed. What was it? Back during the Series X, and that, like prior to the Series yeah, X yeah. launch?
0: I completely forgot what this thing. Was.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, um, <laughs> I just remember the trailer of the fire arrow flying through like a bunch of landscapes, and that was about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it-, it took me seeing that trailer again of seeing that arrow just shooting across the sky. Yeah. Going, oh, yeah. Um, we all
1: figured that it was going to be um, Obsidian's take on an Elder Scroll style game, but now this is just more actual legit confirmation that. Of what this game what to expect from the game what universe it is I wasn't expecting that it was going to be part of pillars of eternity
0: and pillars yeah I, and that's cool actually I'm really excited I, I wanted to like pillars of eternity but I just didn't like the way that it played in comparison to its like I guess competition right um, but the universe is something that does keep my eye you know like it pulls my eye over to it every once in a while. Um but yeah, I mean some of the exciting things to think about. They did um the Outer Worlds, which you said you're jumping into and you've played uh, very like first hour of Yeah, I um, played the
1: first hour and a half while I was on my trip. Um uh, I had it saved onto my Series S. I figured if I had some downtime I'd give it a shot and quickly realized that this is just space Fallout, which I I dig, but I just don't have the time commitment for it at this exact moment but I do want to get into it because I was enjoying it. I I really it's, enjoyed the the opening, the character creation and customization for your stats and everything with the uh mad scientist guy commenting on, you know, oh, this guy definitely working out. I mean if you, uh-huh. if you beefed up like one particular stat or something.
0: Yeah, um and it, I would say the difference between what they're working on now, which uh, from what I'm hearing, is it, it in its through its pre-production and it is now in a playable alpha state. Yeah. So people have seen this function, so that's great. Yeah. Um, the difference between Avowed that they're working on now and the Outer Worlds is the Outer Worlds is in a lot of ways the stark opposite of something like New Vegas. Follow New Vegas. Okay. Where New Vegas goes, here's this massive environment, here's you, mm-hmm. you're the speck on the map, go to all, go wherever you want. Go do what you want. You're, if you die, you know you're not supposed to be there. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very much like that. Where the Outer Worlds is very corralled. Okay, um, it's a little bit they, more they focused. Go, yeah, here's, it's very narrative focused. Here's point A, here's point B you're not going to see a lot of stuff along the way between point A and point B. I can dig um, that. But yeah, it, it's a really good game I think for people who feel overwhelmed when they jump into these very massive eh, Skyrim-style RPGs. yeah. Um, and, and I get that. Um, they're looking at New Vegas. The reason I don't like New Vegas, and I, I know it's probably a hot take, so um, I apologize if I get hate mail for this. But the reason I don't like New Vegas is because it it very much just goes, okay, go ahead and make these decisions. And as you're moving around the environment kind of aimlessly, mm-hmm. uh, you're meeting people. And then because you've met with these people, now these other people hate you and look at you as a threat. Ah. And I I don't like that. Like I would prefer to be able to work an angle where... You know, especially for my first playthrough, where I can kind of test all the waters. Not where, oh, I talked to Carl, who's part of this city in Boulder, but now, because of that, these other guys out west hate me. Mm -hmm. And now I can never see any of their missions. They immediately attack me on site, and I can never enter their area. So I have no idea what that's like. Because
1: of decisions you made long before even knowing that that their faction even existed.
0: Yeah, for a game for a game that is, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna pour some hours into it. You're gonna pour, if you pour sixty hours into it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to turn around and pour another sixty hours into it to play the exact same stuff just so I can get to that spot where I can see what those missions are like. Right. So I'm hoping this game, which sounds amazing, um, you can have. You know, they were saying two handed combat ha- combining swords and magic um you know much like skyrim um i'm hoping they leave it kind of uh kind of open where maybe the thing that gets you is like a morality meter yeah or something like that 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 would be good i and, and i can get behind that you know something in like akin to like fable the way that people treat you um based off of what you but do. also and then also being able to of, kind of prove everyone yourself. will remember that, yeah. So uh, I, I I'm really excited for this. I I enjoyed the Outer Worlds for what it was. Um, if you guys haven't played it, Game Pass it. Hey, don't um, don't go in there and and uh, expect this massively open world uh, where you can go anywhere. Go in to a cave on your way to a mission for an hour. And, you know end up becoming a vampire on accident right don't expect that they
1: um and also remember they are different. working on an outer worlds too as
0: well, yeah, and i did i, I loved I really really loved that game I, I think the other two that are missing um dislike the outer worlds a lot, but I really liked it for uh what you know what it was going into it you know the the characters and just the way that you have a goal, and you complete that goal, yeah, I mean that's that's it that's I mean that's storytelling exactly <laughs> so, um so we'll see like I'm really I think what I'm most excited about is to see the influence Microsoft's gonna have on obsidian while creating the games. It's kind of like like, hey, now we have unlimited funds, I like, think that might be you know, just the extent
1: really, of Microsoft's. Involvement, I think it almost feels like they're just kind of going hands off with a lot of this stuff. Like, maybe yeah. business-wise, that's where they'll get into it. But as far as creative um, inspiration goes, I think a lot of these studios that they've been acquiring, they're just letting them do what they want. Or at least that's the impression that I've been getting so far.
0: For sure, yeah. I don't think they're going to get their hands in it. But I'm, I'm talking in more of the manner of now that we're part of this family, look at these people that we can talk to that we haven't spoke with previously. Right. That can impact that. So, uh, akin to Kojima when he left um, Konami, bouncing around all the PlayStation studios, talking to everybody, seeing what kind of technology that they had. I wonder if... What they can use.
1: I wonder if Avowed, like Outer Worlds, will be more focused. And so maybe. Bethesda will be your here's the open world, go do whatever in the sandbox, whereas Obsidian will be the more focused linear versions of that same gameplay, same you know, stat managing it, and that kind of thing. Very similar gameplay mechanics, but if you want your open world experience, you get the Bethesda games. But if you want your linear more tone your more stream yeah streamline i think is the the perfect word i was trying to think of then you go with your obsidian games and maybe that's the direction that they're
0: going to go with with these studios yeah and that was my first thing that i was like worried about just because like how is you you can't have obsidian now that microsoft owns obsidian and uh Bethesda, you can't have them out here making like Fallout, New Vegas style games, right? When you already it's have stepping off the toes of Bethesda making, can. I mean, that, yeah, that was the biggest acquisition in video games, right? I believe so. I mean, I it was what I don't eight know. billion?
1: It was a lot. It, it was yeah. like more than <laughs> Marvel and Star Wars acquisitions from Disney.
0: I think that was the case. Good God, Good God, um but we'll see uh definitely check out that that trailer for uh just to see hey is this something i'm interested in But man that destructible environments line right there that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out that's going to be really cool so even if it is linear you know having a destructible environment oh they hid behind that wall hold on let me see that for a second well
1: i'm thinking (laughs) it along the lines of uh playing assassin's creed Valhalla, there's some missions that you do where you have to burn the villages and stuff where all it is is you throw a torch onto a hut it goes up in flames for a bit but afterwards the hut is still fine whereas maybe with this if you burn down the hut
0: the hut's gone it actually bu- he, burns down yeah I, I'm, I'm looking at something like a uh, um Oh, I just had a game in mind, like kind of like Battlefield. Yeah, the Evolution, yeah. I believe, is what they called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's. I, I think it is interesting, and I wonder how they could do it mechanics wise. I wonder if they could, you know, list the building as a volume, and once the building takes so much damage, especially if it's like mm-hmm. fire damage, um, destroy the things that are inside of it. Well, I think um, them being able to use
1: hardware that is capable of things with the SSD allows them to give that kind of creative freedom with it and also the fact that these will be single-player games you're not you don't have to worry about other people what they're doing in this world as well and maybe with this granted this is us speculating we don't know if this is a more streamlined this could for all we know this could be just as massive in an open world as an Elder Scrolls game and but the fact that maybe if this is like what we're guessing, where it's more streamlined, the fact that it is a streamlined experience then allows them to have the ability to do destructible
0: environments. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, anything can happen. I'm just excited that it's through pre-production, <clears throat> because so many of their games are still in pre-production that we saw right. in the past. and. I, I heard some people going, like, how is this, this stuff still in pre-production? <laughs> like, how is this possible? It's been, like, two years. It has to be at least in alpha, right? I, I would think uh, but so. This game...
1: But I think as much as we we kind of forget about it, I think we're still experiencing a lot of repercussions of the pandemic and how that played with the timetables of development and stuff. And I think we're going to be seeing that for a while, than, or for a lot longer than what we realized. Well, we Or at least figured.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, I think that's I think that's the thing that people aren't understanding. They're still like, well, we were still working and we're still, you know, sitting at home waiting for these games. Right. And, you know, they don't get the the straight impact. But But cool. Um I'm glad to see some news on that. But I know you've been really excited for this next one. You've uh, been really excited for Forza.
1: And I have no idea what it is, but it's just I, I to disclose, I've never really been a racing game person outside of just trashing people in Mario Kart. But Forza (laughs) Horizon 5, for whatever reason, has captured my attention, and I am so excited for the the launch of this game. And I think it's just... It plays into the open-world fantasy that I I love doing. But just the way this game looks is just captivating to me. And there were some recent screenshots of just how water affects on metallic surfaces of the car and the effects of like the dust storm it just has me really excited to see how this is and one of my friends and I do to hang out with each other even though we live in different locations we get on GTA a lot and we'll play the transform races and the stunt races and one thing that we constantly talk about is just how dated gta feels and with oh, yeah. forza horizon game at least with forza horizon 4 and this one here i'm not sure how much older ones do this too but there is a going to be a a track customization thing and if it's on the same scale as what you can do in gta or at least close to that I'd be all in for it for an updated game that looks as gorgeous as this does and with all the things they've been talking about with their tweaks to braking and suspension to try to make gameplay try to find the perfect balance of fun and realism with it because this is the Horizon uh, series not the Motorsport series where Motorsport focuses more on hyper-realism whereas Horizon I mean granted I I haven't played these, so this is just me watching as an outside observer. What has appeared to me, Horizon's been more about the fun aspect of it, and it doesn't get more fun than when you're watching, or at least to me, watching these trailers, and you have this massive cargo plane air dropping a Ford Bronco onto the side of the mountain, and you're just <laughs> ramping yeah. down that in the race. It just yeah. looks yeah. so cool,
0: and 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 it's. It is infectious. Like, I did play um, the last... I played uh, Forza Horizon 4 um, and enjoyed it. it. It was it was fun. Um, but it's not something that I... I feel like something, me personally, that I would go, oh, I absolutely need to play it. But hearing other people go, man, this looks like a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I can't wait to play it. It actually gets me jazzed for it, too. I'm like, yeah, like... Let's do this. This looks fun. Exactly. Like, and the fact the game is fun. And
1: the fact that it's on There's, Game Pass uh, it definitely doesn't hurt that decision for you,
0: too. I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's, um, but I just I can't state how how good this uh, how good Forza Four felt. How amazingly gorgeous it was. Yeah. Like it doesn't like thinking about just different games and what their their level of fidelity is. These guys. These guys are really, really doing something uh, with with their texture and lighting process.
1: Well, I think just um, even the general atmosphere of what they're going with, because in this article that they're talking about here, they're really also making sure that the landscape itself is as much of a character as the cars that you're going to be as. They they so, work they work directly with the Mexican government for this game. Uh, it took a while for them to get the government involved but when they expressed like we want this to be a celebration of mexico we want this in in its culture and everything and they Yeah, yeah authentic as possible exactly and so once the um once they understood that they worked in collaboration with uh playground they playground has also hired a cultural consultant to help make Forza 5 as authentic and respectfully representative of Mexican culture as they can possibly get with it. in it, watching the trailers, it feels like a celebration of it. And I think that's the thing that kind of adds to that infection. It's like, it just looks fun. And I, I think that's something that I've been really trying to find here is just things that look fun. And also to play yeah. into the open world thing, one of the um, the uh, art director here said that they were directly inspired by Red Dead Redemption 2 and um, Death Stranding open world approaches and why they want to make sure that their open world for Forza Horizon 5 can capture that kind of imagination as what those games did
0: yeah I mean it's <clears throat> being playing video games as long as as long as I have, you know, as long as you have, or even you know the rest of the guys on the show, um, being able to look at a video game, a brand new video game coming out, and seeing the vehicles and being able to call out what vehicle that is, yes, is just incredible. Yeah. That 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 in general is just incredible, and it's not even like. Like, you look at it, and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's that's a Bronco. Or, oh, yeah, that's, uh, like, a Lancer. It, or, you know, whatever kind of car it happens to be. And it's just, like, it, it's... It's almost humbling it's to
1: think of, like, how far it really has come along in these last couple of decades since we were playing in, you know, middle school and high school and stuff like that, where that is a race car. There's telling me that is a mercedes or porsche but it looks like a you know slightly different race car from the last race car whereas
0: this it, it just <laughs> yeah like how do i know it's faster well that one has a straight yeah so obviously it looks like it's tearing ass around the yard already exactly it's not even moving <laughs> but this you see some of those things like some of those like really advanced motorsports cars <clears throat> and like you see like the um the the spoiler the little like uh like plate shift over and the spoiler come out or the uh things that you see a lot of um this NASCAR cars have yeah. with the with with the like open flaps that that can help slow the car down and help with ventilation yeah um wow you know it's 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 a, it's a simple animation I mean, of, of a stock car just literally sitting there. Um, anybody could do it. Like I showing you the tools, and you never seen that before. You could make that animation um, because it's it's just so easy. But it's so striking, though. It, it is. They just put it all together.
1: I'll be honest. There's there's a part of me that weirdly feels more excited for this than Halo Infinite, and that's a that is a bold take yeah. for me because. I mean, Hill well, Infinite will have longevity for me. I don't know how long I'll get stay with this. I think a lot of it will be dependent on having friends playing this game with you. But I think that's something sure. that can be said for any video game.
0: Um, so I, I just I love I love that and and it happened in four. I love just driving down the driving down a street mm-hmm. and just going full speed. And another car passes you going full speed the opposite way. And you're like, where's that guy going? You just whip around and chase him. Right. You don't know. You can't hear him. You have no idea what's going on. And then adding friends to that is is really cool. And then more so the environment that they're implementing here, the the sandstorms. This dynamic weather things. system that they got going on. Yeah. So really, really cool um, urban environments, uh, you know, open open like countryside environments uh just seeing all of these cars driving and like you your character the car that you're following jumps this massive jump and under you you see like eight different cars speed by yeah it's just like i almost landed on them it would have been kind of cool if i had
1: (laughs) and and for those it's kinds of so cases, sad. the the article also talks about how they're adding back in the rewind feature from the previous game to help you, if you do end up crashing, to get back into the
0: action quick more quickly. Nice. So, yeah, definitely um, get get amped for this. Uh, good news for you, this is going to be coming out about a month before Halo Infinite. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna have plenty of time to sit down and and get your feel for this This Is this something that i'm going to stick with Is it going to have the same amount of longevity and with any luck maybe it will maybe you'll be like do i want to race or do i want to shoot people today
1: i hope it does i mean that'll be good i mean that's just kind of who i am like i don't ever want to see anything fail i i I want to see things succeed um unless they're really shitty things and but that's needless to say then you can go to hell exactly yeah um (laughs) i think the the thing that makes me i watched this in comparison to a halo trailer for halo infinite i think for halo it's nostalgia that's hitting me and the desire to go back to the days of like just playing halo with friends and stuff like that i think that's something that i'm constantly trying to chase with um, a lot of yeah. first person shooters of the similar style 100%. With Forza this is a this will be a brand new experience for me. I will not be going into this with the back of it. So it, it there's that excitement of discovery of something new for me and I think that's what's playing into
0: uh, my excitement for this. There's also that thing that you're that, that you are chasing uh, I think for you specifically there is something you're still chasing and it's an updated Grand Theft Auto. This is stuff that you do <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto and you're like, "Oh, I can do very similar stuff." Yeah.
1: Not in this driving category. and gunning at the same time, but
0: sure, but
1: And that's probably I why mean, the Mexican government was a lot happier for this kind of take <laughs> <laughs> to try to get away from yeah. a lot of the other uh things that are normally associated with uh Mexico
0: yeah. unfortunately. Yeah oh wait you mean it's not about like the cartel no oh Oh, yeah then for sure what do you need um but but yeah yeah i I think um it definitely not 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 a bad thing at all um oh yeah the more you see of this game the more that you realize it is that that marriage of uh realism and uh, fun almost arcadiness, fun um so yeah, I, I think I think this game um, is going to be I think it's going to be a home run for you. I think you're really gonna like it, and in turn having more people to play this with, I know I'm gonna like it more. All aboard the hype train! So, yeah, let's go. All right, um, so uh, it was it was a little while back um, that uh, Fortnite. Basically created an impostors mode, right? Um, and everyone's like, "Oh, dude, they're just totally ripping off Among Us." They did. They they, um, and they came they. out and <laughs> they came out and said that they ripped them off. And actually, they're looking at maybe a collaboration.
1: Right. There was uh, between the Among Us Twitter account and Fortnite Twitter account that they were alluding to some sort of collaboration, probably as I don't know, trying to reconcile what. Fortnite did, because when they ala- launched their Impostors mode, a lot of people were drawing on not just the fact that it's the same game type, because let's be honest, you can have the same game type in a lot of different types of games. A lot of the things that are in Call of Duty were things that originally were implemented in games like Counter-Strike and Gmod and stuff like that, and Call of Duty was like, oh, we want to do a gun game, oh, we'll do uh, a hide-and-seek mode too. Um. Yeah. So, and Battle Royale, Battle Royale in general is not some is something that we've seen where one game did it and then everybody wanted to do that as well. And sure. but it was the way that Fortnite did it, where even the map itself was uh-huh. eerily similar to what the, the uh, I forget the the ship map from among us the default map that you always tend to think of there's just way too many striking comparisons between the two
0: how and it, it is funny how they're like how you inspired us and you know they're sitting over there like for real how you inspired us you mean how you stole our uh, the whole thing that our game is right but um, it, yeah you know it it, it is it, it is the way that things go uh, so definitely, it's good to see them like call them out. Yeah, and you know, say hey, like hey, look, you know, you did help inspire, uh, help help inspire us for this. Let's work on something. I-, I do, I do really like to
1: see that. Yeah, it's at least hopefully at this point it looks like it's going to be a good ending to a very weird and <laughs> very weird conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> cool. Alright, um, this one would have been uh, for Austin if he was here, um, because he's a big League guy, uh, but it looks like Riot patched out all chats in uh, match made League of Legends games. Um, I have no idea why that would be. I actually didn't actually look into this. Did you have any idea on why that would be? A
1: lot of it, I believe, is just the toxicity that all Toxic. was going That's on with all chat, and so this was just Riot trying to essentially get rid of the negative experience that was coming about from that. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing I mean, that is, this is like, okay, you guys clearly can't handle this. We're taking away the toy, this toy here until we figure out how we can make this a little bit less hostile for um, players in
0: the all chat. You know, actually, uh, good on them. That's that's a smart move. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like if, if you're going to seriously play this game anyway, if you're just doing randoms, I mean it, it is useful to be able to like do that mm-hmm. but you can also get away with just using emotes right. to say like push forward or hold back or go left or whatever um, all, that, all that's already there and the people that are really serious about it and that are playing together they're probably using discord
1: well I mean correct me if I'm wrong I did play the mobile version of League of Legends over the summer Wild Rift and yeah. I think a lot of the communication was done via emotes or predetermined speech bubbles of "I'm going this lane" or "I'm going that lane" or "I'm focusing yeah. on
0: this." It wasn't. Oh, yeah, that's that's and I that's even what I saw on PC. Okay, when I played, but there is. I mean, the most the most they, I always. I mean, there were always those one offs, but you see a lot of times people just going like. Uh, like usually like gg at the end of the game or whatever right you know that that's really the most that i that i ever did or that i ever really saw but um man most of the time it was just kind of those random like you were saying like emotes or or pre-made things
1: yeah unless the community decides to focus on like one emote is going to be the meta for like fuck you or something like that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like which uh, will happen. I'm using tilt
0: controls happen. in Mario Ka- Party <laughs> or in Mario Kart. This is Jay. And if you're enjoying this episode of the Mammoth Gamescast, don't forget to follow and review us on your favorite podcast service. Now back to the show. All right. Um, so, Call of Duty did uh, a few weeks ago, I think everyone got an email and it was about cheaters. And they're like, cheaters will not be tolerated, blah, blah, blah. Um, we'll see you soon, I think is what it said at the end. And everyone's like, that's really ominous. Yeah. Uh, well, a day or so later, they introduced Ricochet, uh, which is an anti-cheat... Um, an anti-cheat
1: system that... Yeah.
0: System that they've created to go across Warzone and Vanguard. So it's what they're using moving forward. Right. Um,
1: and it's focused on, like, four different aspects, I believe. Um, One is a full anti-cheat system, brings a broad enhancement to the security of Call of Duty. So I think it's just an overall mapping of trying to mitigate cheaters. Then they're also doing a kernel level driver. I think that was the big takeaway from their new ricochet system that they're going to use kernel-level drivers are given a high level of access to monitor and manage software and applications on a PC such as your PC's graphics and driver. The driver element of the Ricochet anti-cheat system will check the software and applications that attempt to interact and manipulate Call of Duty Warzone, providing the overall security team more data to bolster security.
0: And they can also use that to put like-minded, or like level, or like comparable uh, systems together if they chose um, so if you're running a, a, a specific um, which would you know theoretically eliminate the idea of someone having uh, um, like a van- like an advantage because you know they're, they're you're thinking right of like uh, output like an aimbot or something yeah. like that yeah well it definitely can get rid of that too. Um, but more so, if you have uh, someone has a high-end graphics card and someone has you know a bare minimum graphics card, putting them against each other is is fine. But it could also bridge that gap where it could put that person with the high end with other people who have high-end graphics card and the low end with people who have you know low-end or mid-grade cards. So there's not like uh, almost you know, almost like some <laughs> unfair advantage of like. Because they have more money, they have a better clarity.
1: Almost kind of like of console game matchmaking. Yes, <laughs> we're going to put similar products together.
0: Yeah, it, it. I mean, they very well could if if they if they wanted to, and you know, it could be like a like even something they turn on or turn off. I mean, no, no idea about that. Yeah, but and then um, the
1: other two aspects is they're making better efforts to protect your privacy. This is probably attuned to all the data breaches that have been going on everywhere. I mean, yeah, if you've been paying attention eaters. to the news, everyone's been getting hit with data breaches. Uh, just a good plug right now, make sure you have two-factor authentication for anywhere that you can apply it.
0: Yeah. and then it's pain in the ass, but do it.
1: The other thing is uh, better transparency and feedback to help them you know, adapt their tools to better mitigate uh, Cheating on their games
0: Yeah um, So I mean it, it is It definitely is something You know Like you can see that stuff uh, You can see Like you can look up right now on YouTube Just like How do I cheat at Call of Duty Wars and, Right And it would come up with a plethora of things And hopefully this will kill that But funny thing this was released. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Go on. The very next day, <laughs> it, was, it was broken. They found a way to basically break it, so now it's offline. <laughs> Currently, not functioning. Um, Fantastic. If <laughs> it's like <laughs> like seeing this, I'm like, if I know the Call of Duty, uh, the <laughs> Call of Duty. Um, Fan base like I think they do. Oh, there it is. It's broken. <laughs> so good times. Yeah. All right. So, when you're playing video games, Brian, personally, when playing video games, what's your drink go to drink of choice? Water. I uh, mean, because it. it's Same all I drink. We're boring. <laughs> um. Well, if you drink other things, uh the xbox series x mini fridge pre-orders begin october 19th uh, for a cool hundred bucks um, and they will be hitting retailers globally in december so
1: if you're listening to this live or you're listening to this on monday be sure to that if this is something that you want on tuesday get ready for it be ready yeah,
0: yeah, this is going to be just as hard to get as the consoles were, I imagine.
1: Oh, more than that, Without a doubt. Especially a $100 <laughs> price point. This could make an excellent Christmas gift. Uh,
0: it, part of me kind of wants one.
1: There is a part of me that does want one, too. <laughs> but there's also another part of me that would rather do a full-size fridge. Because I am in the market for a new fridge. Because my house came That's with awesome. the fridge that it came with 20 years it's ago. A stock fridge.
0: Yeah, yeah, the stock fridge that came with the house. Exactly. Yeah, um, but it, it is it is interesting. It looks just like your Series X. It looks like I, I hope it has that green glow. I, I imagine they just so put too. like a like like a, a a snap green thing over the light so it so it glows green inside the fridge. Yeah. Um, but this joke this joke's been been around since day one. Since we first saw it with that. Series X look like, and I'm glad they're leaning into the comedy Well, they
1: did make process, you know? a full size fridge, a full size, and they fridge. gave it the yeah, Snoop to Snoop the Dogg.
0: giveaway? They gave it to Snoop Dogg, of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Um, but yeah, you, you know, it uh, looking at different places around uh, you know, around the globe, um, the fridge will be available at Target. Um, and other exclusive retailers Um, fans in Canada will be able to purchase it directly from Xbox Gear Shop as part of the first wave deliveries in December Um, and there'll be more pre-orders available for Canada very soon. Uh, Europe uh, you'll be able to get it from Game which is Europe's version of GameStop Um, and let's see uh, France, Germany, Italy, Ireland Spain, Netherlands, and Poland can grab theirs from GameStop EU um And and, in various other places, uh, look like maybe able to get it from like Amazon and things like that. But just be prepared, have your card set up if if this is something that you want when it does drop. Um, and you know, I'll give a shout out, I'll give it, I'll definitely give a shout out where a shout out's due. Uh, go turn on notifications on Twitter for Wario because Wario. He needs he needs the shout outs. I don't think people thank him enough for all the hard work that uh the people who run the wario 64 Twitter account, especially with all the uh, console restock updates that they do. Yeah, man, he was getting so much flack. People were like I just want a PlayStation 5 and I can't find one. And you post it and it's always too late. And then you're flooding my feed with other junk. It's like, you know he does sales, right? Like, that's his thing. Right. Is letting people know when cool stuff is out. Um, and if it's on sale. So, like, just because you want a PS5 it's not <laughs> doesn't mean he's going to just tell you PS5 stuff. Yeah, there's, that's not the Karen. only thing.
1: And there are Twitter <laughs> accounts that are specifically dedicated to just the one console. Yes, so that probably yeah, used uh, Wario 64 to get their information
0: most likely. Uh, but yeah, um, pre-orders Tuesday this coming Tuesday. No matter if you're watching us live <laughs> or you're hearing, uh, or, or you're hearing the podcast that that' will go live Monday. So, so prepare yourselves. All right, to wrap out the show, we had some DC fandom stuff. There was a lot of stuff at DC fandom, but two things specifically pertain to the video game world. Um first, uh we, we had been getting all of these things for uh, uh gotham nights. Um there were things like, Oh, you know, come join us by the fire and it would be a picture of like a fireplace that looked like it's in like Wayne Manor. Um or like a, a news clipping about um the Batman's dead and you know, things like that. And they were going on and on about it. Um well D C fandom they did do a uh, court of owls story trailer um, which
1: i'm definitely excited and, for because the court cow. of owls story that they do in the comic books was fantastic and was still one of my favorite threads to do
0: yeah yeah and uh if you don't know this game i think this game will be four player um ultimately but you know as you're playing you'll control one um you have robin batgirl nightwing and red hood right um it, and there's
1: co-op with it and it almost kind of seems like there's a level of progress that goes with this game or at least the last time that they debu- debuted gameplay footage it seemed like there was health bars over enemies and probably associated levels of difficulty to go along with them the last time I think I remember seeing something for this game was that they were doing a playthrough where you're trying to go up this building that Mr. Freeze had taken over and
0: eventually you were going to fight Mr. Freeze himself. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing to notice that Court of Owls seems like it's going to be the, this thing that's looming over everything. Right. But you do see Nightwing talking to Penguin. We know Mr. Freeze is out and about who knows who else is you know hanging out in the city you know what i mean right um the court of owls is about... like
1: the criminal illuminati of uh gotham city and so yeah it, they're the ones that are typically behind not say the your your high profile character stuff but more of the corruption based crime that you would see it find in gotham city it was their way of yeah. uh, they were, Their hands are in everything that goes on in the city, and they control every aspect of it.
0: Yeah, they're very much like a a myth or a legend, is the way that they're treated within the city. Oh, well, what about the Court of Owls? (laughs) The Court of Owls, they're not even real. You know, that kind of... It's just a children's song. Scoffing laugh, yeah. Um, So, uh, it's it's really cool. I'm very excited to see, especially how... um, the four characters that you'll have access to, how they'll interact with some of these criminals, because you hear them over and over again. You know, Batman's dead. Right. right. If Batman didn't stand a chance, what do what do these four children right. think that they can do? You know? three Robins and Batgirl, essentially. And Batgirl, <laughs> yeah. Um, Which Batgirl um, is the most competent robots. of all of these? Very much so. Um, the brains of the operation. Um but the trailer is is very cool. Like I said, you see you see Nightwing talking to Penguin um in a it looks like just like a standard social setting in the iceberg lounge. Yeah. Um it, you know, it's not like you just kicked the shit out of him and he's getting, you know, get interrogating him or, or you know, like Batman would
1: Cobblepot's have. uh mansion or something.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, the this if this doesn't have you excited the next one will do the job um they also showed off suicide squad kills the justice league right
1: this one here kind of goes along the lines of what marvel's avengers is like where it's more supposed to be this is actual rock study whereas the previous one was wb montreal yeah okay I think yeah so. so this is Rocksteady proper and this is Rocksteady is doing this in more of a games of service style like what marvel's avengers is so your options are to be harley to be king shark deadshot
0: deadshot and um boomerang. yes captain boomerang yeah and um and well, well you, you see king shark put on a uh a nice little hat i really hope hats are an option for king shark i know that's completely like side piece just derailing the conversation you're you're thinking Um, about that skin from marvel's avenger for
1: hulk where he's in the zoot suit with the hat (laughs)
0: yeah yeah just like a little like uh like bowler style hat just like a pork pie hat or something (laughs) that just there's no way that would stick to his his oily body uh throughout the entirety of the fight but it somehow does uh, and it really Sharks have leathery skin Not oily <laughs> But man Yeah this, this looks really great You know um, Some heroes you know mm-hmm. you know, Definitely everyone I think everyone knows Harley Quinn Well not hero but you know what I mean um, Everyone's a hero of their own game uh, But uh, You know Harley Quinn A lot of people do know Deadshot Um not a lot of people, I feel like, will know Captain Boomerang or King Shark. So it could be a lot of people's first introduction to them. But they're tasked uh, with killing the Justice League. Stopping the Justice League. Um, they're corrupt. They're corrupt for some By uh, Brainiac, by the out. looks
1: of it. Um, one thing to also note here is that if you're familiar with the Arkham franchise, you know that Tara Strong has been the voice of Harley Quinn. And personally for me, I've always kind of associated her voice acting with Harley Quinn proper. That's that's my go-to. And so she's reprising her role uh, in this. And then the other thing was, I believe this is the first trailer where they actually showed Amanda Waller, who is going to be voiced by Deborah Wilson, who Uh is a pretty prominent uh, voice actress. Uh, that you may remember from star wars jedi fallen order uh, for more recent things yes and it kind of almost looks like the character model is the same as what fallen
0: orders was for her too i would i was gonna say the same thing about um penguin yeah at the end of this trailer it looks very similar to the penguin that we're getting with the other game who voiced Um, penguin
1: in the rocksteady arkham games can't remember i
0: don't don't remember i don't remember specifically but it seems like they do have
1: a different voice actor for this game and for gotham knights too it seemed like it was
0: the the harley quinn is straight up modeled after like margot robbie right that looks exactly like her um so it is going to be interesting to see that face and hear another voice coming off it yeah Um, but i'm okay with that because it's tara strong reprising her role and
1: she does an awesome job with harley quinn
0: yeah yeah um is it weird that i that like i um put mark hamill as the joker as well no that's not weird that's just immediately that, like, when I think of, like, who the Joker is.
1: Everyone will say, like, Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. I grew up on the 90s animated series, so my iconic Batman and Joker is always Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill.
0: Because those are the ones, so, like, they owned those roles. And Mark, you know, Mark Hamill was the Joker in the arkham games correct and
1: actually kevin conroy was also batman in the arkham games too with the exception of arkham origins because obviously that was them at younger time frame and so i believe it was troy baker who voiced batman and no troy baker voiced joker and he did a really good job of it i thought i can't remember who
0: voiced batman though he voices everybody, I'm g- just like Tara Strong does. She's, yeah, she has an iconic voice, though. If you've played the video a game, you've
1: really heard funny. Troy Baker's voice, just like you've probably heard uh, uh, Nolan North.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this game again looks like it a, a four player thing that you'll be able to. Like I don't even know. Like, it looks like it's just going to be an action, like you said, an action game, much like Avengers, right? Um, what Avengers doesn't give you uh they pop someone's head off in this trailer, yeah, they do um in a very very uh fun gory way, so you know there's that um seeing the villains slash anti heroes kill the heroes who are now villains should be fun, I think so too, yeah, and the comedy's already there, I mean, the end of the trailer shows um penguin with like a shot collar on and he's running away and uh, they're like, oh no, he's getting away and they hit the shot collar which someone else is controlling and they're like, did we get him? No, he's still running someone's like, he's going out the door and then they shock him again, he's laying on the ground just twitching, <laughs> he's still getting away, still twitching, still being shocked,
1: oh my god he's got a gun
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just silly. Um I, I'm excited for both of these games in a very similar way. And I'm already I'm I'm already all in on both of these. I'm excited to just see what what they can do. Is is it weird that Marvel really leads the film and uh I feel like D C really leads the everything and, else the games world? It's very, very yeah. weird. But yeah, um that that pretty much wraps up the show. Um so as always thank you guys for joining us uh brian before we go do you have any uh any other things that we missed not
1: that i can think of but if the if there has been feel free to reach out to us on facebook or twitter at mammoth games inc
0: yeah uh so until next week um thanks for joining us guys and have a good one